0: is surveillance. And these stockpiles of personal data serve only to enrich the companies that collect them.
1: That is Tim Cook of Apple on 60 Minutes last night. That was a, from a speech he gave in Europe a couple of weeks ago. I believe we played clips of it at the time,
0: but. Got a lot of attention at the time, now. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, it should have gotten more. Yeah, oh yeah. A, having watched 60 Minutes last night, I thought that should have gotten way more attention. I wonder how come he didn't say the same thing on U.S. soil? Maybe that would make the news. Cowardice! Um, or you gotta maybe get Trump involved somehow <laughs> to make the news. But, um,. Apple definitely wants to differentiate themselves from the other companies in that, look, we're a giant tech company, but we build laptops and phones. We're not taking any data. We're not making any money off of your information at all. Right. We're just selling you things. We want to let you know Google and Facebook, they are surveilling you, and that's how they make their money, which is, you know, I think we're all catching on to that, but it can't be said enough. And I don't think
0: Apple is in uh, competition with them much. I'm trying to think, you know, if somebody was to cast dispersions at Tim Cook... Is it spin? Is it competition? I don't think so, because uh, the more you look at it, the more it's just clearly morally indefensible. The way the tech companies maneuver you into uh, finding no alternative but to reveal all of your info, I lived it this weekend, and and I'll give you that example in a couple of minutes. Well, they're in competition if I'm going to buy tech stocks. I'm going to put money
2: in
1: Apple and not in freaking Google or Facebook. Even if it was going to go up, I wouldn't invest in Google or Facebook. Why? Because they're evil? Because they're freaking crooks. They're freaking crooks. Well, they're not technically crooks because they're not doing anything illegal yet, but they're certainly doing something unethical and immoral. Right. They've known it the entire time. They knew exactly what they were doing all sure. this time, and they uh, and they tried to keep it from us, and they still try to keep it from us, and they still lie to us on a regular basis
0: uh, to what extent they're trying to protect our information. Their entire business model, their profits, are spying on you and selling that information. The insidious part is you told them it's okay to spy on me, and so did I.
1: So we got a little more from the 60 Minutes last night. It was pretty interesting. So the, what they're pointing out is that in Europe, and this is one of the reasons that Tim Cook was over there speaking um, uh, at a conference, in Europe, they've decided to put some uh, some laws in effect that protect your data. It is, uh, as one congressperson said, it's been the Wild West, still is the Wild West in America for uh for your data it's just it, you know we we're, we're behind n- n- people that we none of us caught on exactly what was going on all this time we kind of jumped into it but uh here's Steve Croft asking uh, the 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 lawyer that was involved in trying to get these laws in place who owns
0: your data the legislation here says it's you that your data belongs to you should have control you over. should have control over that however in an environment where there is no such law Basically, whoever factually has the power over it, which is usually the big tech company, um, owns it in that sense.
1: And getting into the difference between Europe and here, different laws.
0: What kind of new rights does this law give European citizens that people in the United States Mm. might not have? The default under the European system is you're not allowed to use someone else's data unless you have a justification. And the result of that is that you have rights like a right that you walk up to a company and say, delete everything you have about me. Um, You have a right to access, so you can say, I want to have a copy of everything you have about me. And all of these little elements in the law overall are meant to give you that power over your data that um, in an information society we should probably have.
1: I think that clearly needs to be the case in the United States.
0: Right. Those who surveil you and collect your data claim that they own it. They can do whatever they want with it. Do we have the American lawyer for the, uh, was he for Google, um, that tape? Uh, the uh, the intrepid reporter asked him, who owns the data? He said, well, I believe that uh, the people should uh, have rights to uh, to uh, use their data as they see fit. Yeah, but who owns it? Uh, I believe uh, the consumer should uh, have the opportunity to, uh, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and, you know, a uh, uh, dodge is as good as an answer sometimes. And uh, it, here's your example why this is so insidious. Because I understand, as a liberty-loving small regulation guy, the point of view that, well, if you don't like it, don't use it. So, Judy and I are there at the walled compound in the woods, praying the forest doesn't catch on fire. And we, uh, we changed our TV providers, and we got a new TV, because our old TV was a dumb TV, and we needed a smart TV. So, I plug in the TV. I realize i got to use an app to control it. The app asks me for access to all sorts of stuff, um, and it's Google-based. And I'm like, I got a TV. I want to turn on my TV. I want to use my TV. So I think, all right, hell, so all right, I accept. then I turn on my freaking TV. My TV is asking me all the same stuff. In order to do what I want it to do, which is show me the news and an occasional football game when I'm in the mountains, um, I've got to give up. All those rights or I can comb through the dozens, hundreds of pages of disclosures and do some sort of yes or no. I, it didn't even offer me a you can say yes to this, no to this. No, no. It's it was all yes. or nothing. If you want to turn on your TV, you got to accept all this stuff. There I am with my TV and my remote in one hand and my Schwanz in the other, as the saying goes, with no idea what to do. Right. So I said right. I accept. All right. Maybe um, that makes me a sucker, no, fair I like, enough.
1: I like the European law. I really like that idea. It's our information. We have the right to tell you to, uh, to to show me what you've got and erase it all if I ask, and you have to do it. It's the law.
0: And if that fundamentally changes the business model of of Twitter and Google I don't care. and Facebook, that's fine. Change your model. Uh, offer us less stuff. Offer us crappier stuff. Make us pay. Or make us, in a real way, say, We own your data or you own your data. And here's the difference. And not, you know, 75 pages of legalese. Now,
1: it's unrealistic to move forward with the way it has been, and that a company like Google basically knows everything about me. Right. And all my friends. Right. And everybody I know. Yeah. And uh, that's this and 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 it's hackable, as we all know. So Facebook, Google, they get all this information and bad guys can hack it. I don't even want Facebook and Google to have it because they sell it to all these different people and I get phone calls and this and that. Right. But the government can get into it and bad guy, and Russians can get into it. Yeah.
0: Well, that's absolutely a problem. But to get back to a, a point you made briefly, what bothers me is that Facebook and Google hack themselves from the public perspective. Because they do things with your data that they say publicly they don't do or won't do. Right. Witness the Cambridge Analytica thing, which, again, for the love of God, Cambridge Analytica was not unique. It was one of thousands of apps that were granted the same right. It just came to light in kind of a funny way. As was
1: pointed out on 60 Minutes, look, there are thousands of apps. That was a feature of doing business with Facebook. If you did, if you put an app, uh, did an app with us, you got all of the information of the user. And if... You had they had a friend. You got into that friend's
0: information too. Exactly. Which yeah. is just absolutely ridiculous. how how can you justify a system where I can grant Google access to Jack's house? You can you can well of course nobody does this knowingly or wittingly, but because I sign all right all right you can see my house because I want to turn on my damn TV. But then, unwittingly, I've given them permission to enter Jack's house, too, and Jack has to stand there as Google rifles through his wife's panty drawer just because I agreed to it? What is
1: that? So, one thing I was wondering as I watched 60 Minutes last night, why did our elected representatives go so light on Zuckerberg and let him off the hook with some obviously dodgy answers? And why haven't they come harder since? What's going on there? Did they just spend so much money with them? Do they have so much money in tech stocks? Or I suggest you
0: Google most money spent lobbying. The answer is oddly enough Google. They spend. I I, should have the figure in front of me. They spend more than anybody else on lobbying, which is to say, uh, on the uh, savory end of things, arguing. Uh, making the case, pointing out the benefits, and on the unsavory end of things, which is the, vo- the vast bulk of it, writing giant campaign checks to everybody.
1: One thing I'd like to know, the story will be written on this someday. So that same 60-minute story from uh, months ago that involved the Cambridge Analytica guy, He said he said that in Silicon Valley, we just assumed everybody knew we were doing this and didn't care. That's what he said. Is that was that or didn't appreciate the significance of it? Yeah, was that what Mark Zuckerberg thought?
2: I, it's I, I wonder, entirely
1: possible. Is it that innocent? Like I didn't know you would care about this, and then you get in so deep and you're making so much money, you can't stop the train. Yes, or, or did I, you know exactly what you're doing, and you just are an evil person?
0: Well, whenever they uh, figured out that wait a minute, there could be some objections to this, including some strong objections. Well, they're too far in, and or they didn't care they're like shut up babies i'm about to rule the world i'm reinventing the world over here
1: one thing they did point out in 60 minutes which we we've said many many times the whole world's attitude toward google and facebook flipped on its head last year good it went from they're just kind of happy smiley aren't their companies cool you get to skateboard in the hall and it's just all about Fun and good, and all they care about is making the world more fun. They get free food. And you get to contact your friends and stay in touch with grandma, and it's not about stealing your information. I keep saying stealing, because they're not. We're giving it to them under right. current law. Yeah. But they take your information and sell it. That's what they're doing. That's their business model, and same with Google. Yeah. Well, and
0: i got to give them points for brilliance. I look at my wife on the Facebook, because I don't have a Facebook account for various reasons of privacy, but... um, I look at it and I think, God, that'd be nice. It'd be nice to stay in touch with folks that I still care about and like to know what they're up to, and that's how they stay in touch. Although, again, I have to remind myself that is something posing as human contact.
1: Yeah. So, um, what what is that saying though? You 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 have takes you one to, to no one. Takes one to no one. That's Get a, the hell off my lawn. That's a good
0: saying. <laughs> mm.
1: No, the one about the you're the product. That's the one I oh, try to remember. Sure. Yeah. If if it's free, you're the product. Yeah. How's Google making any money off of all your stuff, every bit of information that you have on yeah. everything, and your friends?
0: Oh, and, but uh, it's funny. We still receive, uh, several times a week, notes from people saying, and, and somebody was, um, we got a note this morning. I think I have it with me. They were discussing a FLIR uh, system, The uh, you know, like the heat-sensing camera thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Google it. Uh, he uh, mentioned it, and blah, blah, blah. They went back and forth. No, it's not a flare camera. It's a flare camera. Here's how it works. And then he looks down at his phone, and there are flare cameras for sale. That is beyond any doubt at this point. That they're listening. Your phone and... is absolutely listening to you when you have certain apps open, uh, etc.
1: Who would be shocked if that was going on? I'd be shocked if it wasn't. Now you know. You got a final point on this, Sean?
2: Uh, the, the biggest thing that 1984 got wrong Is that it, it, it made the assumption that government Was going to be the implementer of these Surveillances, but people just signed up And gave them away by, on their own Well, and it's, it's, it's
1: impossible to to Not now, like Joe's situation with this TV The other day when I was riding around San Diego On one of those scooters, if I wanted to ride a scooter I had to check I agree And that had access, I'm sure, to all my information Just for riding this dang scooter Otherwise
0: you've got to walk around like some sort of animal <laughs> It's terrible <laughs>
1: Our text line is 415-295-KFTC, 415-295-KFTC. There's all kinds of ways to help out with uh, a lot of the victims of the fire. We'll have that. Fires. We'll have that info for you, among other things, coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: Armstrong and Getty.
0: The conscience of the nation.
3: Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: Fires burning everywhere. Way too many people have died. Love the very latest with Marsha Phillips coming up in a little bit. Text line, I bought tickets online to my niece's high school play, and the only way to get them was to accept a new app and give away all my information. To buy oh. tickets to a high school play. Oh. Check the box, you accept our agreement. Which you oh. always know, because you don't actually read it, because it's too many pages. You know it is the, the agreement is, we can get into your phone or computer and steal all your stuff.
0: And goodness knows what multi-tentacled beast that agreement agrees to share your stuff with.
1: Oh yeah, no kidding. Uh, I tried to call the drama department to figure out how to avoid this but it was not possible and had to go to I wanted to go to see the high school play so I agreed. Right, that's how they get you. That is how they get you. Um so we covered the controversy last week on Saturday night live in which Pete Davidson had made a uh, unfortunate joke about a uh, a uh, a guy who had served in Afghanistan and lost his eye. Seemed to make light of it or or, or certainly discount it. Uh, in an unfortunate way. And we were happy to see that that particular now congressman and uh, and veteran didn't demand an apology, which I uh, was excited that maybe we've turned a
0: corner on that. Right. He quite manfully said, I don't go around looking for reasons to be offended, which I respect the hell out of.
1: But they addressed it on Saturday Night Live this week. Got a lot of attention. Let's play the whole thing for you.
2: Well, last week, Pete Davidson did a feature here on Weekend Update that caused some controversy. Here to set the record straight is Pete Davidson. <laughs>
4: And what I'm sure was a huge shock for people who know me, I made a poor choice last <laughs>
2: week. Um,
4: I, uh, no, I did uh, I, I made a joke about Lieutenant Commander Dan Crenshaw. Dan? Dan Crenshaw. And on behalf of the show and myself, uh, I apologize. Uh, my poor mom. Can you imagine being poor my mom? mom? Can you imagine being my mom? That must suck. <laughs> Can you imagine being Pete Davidson's mom? It can't be easy when everyone's mad at your son and roommate. <laughs> uh, no, but I mean this uh, from the bottom of my heart It was a poor choice of words uh, The man is a war hero And he deserves all the respect in the world And if any good came of this Maybe it was that for one day The left and the right finally came together to agree on something That I'm a dick <laughs> You think?
2: Uh, <laughs>
4: Thank you so much for coming.
2: Thanks for making a Republican look good. Uh, You've
4: got to stop saying that. you <laughs> have <laughs> been saying it all day.
2: <laughs> lieutenant Please, commander look, I just
4: out. wanted to say, uh, for people that don't know, uh, the reason you're wearing an eye patch right now is that you lost your eye to an IED in Afghanistan during your third combat tour. And uh, I'm sorry.
2: Thank you, Pete. I appreciate you saying that. So we good? We're good. Apology accepted.
4: Just keep breathing,
2: breathing, breathing. Just, it sounds like my phone's ringing. You gonna answer that? No, and I was just gonna let it ring. Yeah,
0: I- That's that's an Ariana Grande song. His ex-girlfriend. Really funny, but not relevant.
2: Yeah. What?
0: Oh, do you know her? <laughs>
4: <laughs> All right. So that, that was funny. All right. So. Last week, uh, I made a joke about a picture of you, and I feel like uh, it would only be fair if you got me back and made fun of a picture of me. Does that sound okay? I
2: I don't really need to do that. No, come on. I I deserve it. All right, I'll do it. Please? All right. And now, first impressions with Lieutenant Commander Dan Crenshaw. (laughs) Thanks, Colin. This is Pete Davidson. He looks like if the meth from Breaking Bad was a person. (laughs) So there, we're even. All right. Hold on, one more. This is. The... All right. All he right. looks like a troll doll with a tapeworm. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. All right, that's good. We should wrap this up. Oh, no. Hold on. No, this, this, this is fun. This is fun. Oh. He looks like Martin Short in the Santa Claus 3. <laughs> By the way, one of these people was actually good on SNL. <laughs> oh. No,
4: you're right. Yeah.
3: No, you're not, <laughs> you're not wrong.
2: Okay, but seriously. There's a lot of lessons to learn here. Not just that the left and right can still agree on some things, but also this, Americans can forgive one another. We can remember what brings us together as a country and still see the good in each other. This is Veterans Day weekend, which means that it's a good time for every American to connect with a veteran. Maybe say thanks for your service, but I would actually encourage you to say something else. Tell a veteran, never forget. When you say never forget to a veteran, you are implying that, as an American, you are in it with them, not separated by some imaginary barrier between civilians and veterans, but connected together as grateful fellow Americans, who will never forget the sacrifices made by veterans past and present, and never forget those we lost on 9-11, heroes like Pete's father. So I'll just say, Pete, never forget. Never forget.
4: And that is for both of us.
1: So that went about as well as you could hope for it to go. That was one of my
0: favorite things to happen in a long damn time. Yeah, that was
1: really, really good.
0: Really well done, good idea, and well executed. Yeah, if you're not familiar, Pete uh, Davidson lost his dad. He was a firefighter on 9-11. Went in when others were running out, so that was really cool.
1: Boy, I wish more controversies could get handled that way.
0: And or they you probably could, could continue screaming till Mister Davidson's unemployed. Right? Demand the advertiser's boycott. Bring him to his message. knees, exactly. Or you could act like a man and say you apologize. We're cool.
3: What's coming up in the news, Marshall? Well, thousands of people barely escaped those raging California wildfires. We'll have their stories, and one of the richest men in the U.S. dies, has no heirs. What's next for Paul Allen's billions? Ooh. I loved you, Paul. Don't forget me. Coming up on the Armstrong
1: and Getty Show. took in some of the sunday talk shows yesterday so that you don't have to and all the conversation Thank you. <laughs> all the conversation was about you know are the dems going to work on legislation that has effect on your lives or are they going to investigate which is what the the base wants everything that is trump and um It seems to be a little up in the air, uh, but the the polls, the currents within the Democratic Party are pretty interesting. We can uh, bring up speed on that a little bit later.
0: Well, I just saw something on CNN that astounded me, as uh, as if I can't believe I'm still astounded by CNN. They're talking to the police chief, I'm sorry, the sheriff slash coroner of Butte County, California, where the most destructive and one of the deadliest wildfires in California history is still going. And one question in... As the sheriff's talking about the death toll rising, the anchor says, I don't want to bring in politics. But the president criticized the California's right. what do you think of Donald Trump? And I was like, all right, number one, you preface that with you don't want to bring up politics as this guy is dealing with his friends and neighbors being dead. And then you do. And then you make it about Trump. And listen, I understand the president weighed in yeah. and maybe you shouldn't have or maybe you shouldn't have in that way. Although we can talk about Boy, that a little bit later on, but that
1: setting with that particular individual—oh, no. the guy's the coroner! No, oh my God, that is way out of bounds.
0: Yeah, CNN is out of control. People
1: are deranged. Never watch it. Turn it off. News now with Marsha Phillips.
3: As you were talking about the death toll, thirty-one people killed by the fast-moving wildfires in California, twenty-nine in the Camp Fire in Northern California, and two in the Woolsey Fire in Malibu. Now most of the 150,000 people under evacuation orders have been told they still need to stay away as of Sunday afternoon in Southern California some people are being allowed back in in various neighborhoods. Now nurse Nicole Jolly of Paradise tells NBC TV's NBC's Today show She was nearly among those killed by the campfire. Our cars were bubbling. The paint was melting off. The lights in front of me, on the vehicle in front of me, they were melting. And I called
0: my husband, and I'm crying hysterically, and I said, Nick, I'm going to die. I I can't get out of my
2: car. It's on fire.
3: The lights were melting. That's something. The The
0: footage, you know, that's virtually everywhere now is just astounding. Stop and go traffic with flames on both sides and embers flying everywhere. Right
3: number of those people, though, who managed to evacuate have now settled into the Walmart parking lot in Chico. Robert Ferns is there dealing with some pretty chilly nights. My vehicle is paradise but I think it's gone. I'm trying to look for a tank. So you're
1: just having to sleep out in the
3: cold? Yes, ma'am. Well, I got a sleeping bag and um, I'm trying to deal with it. Sleeping in a sleeping bag out in the parking lot. The lot also becoming a focal point for donations of food and clothes. It's awesome what's going on out here. People are pulling together and It just makes me happy. Everybody's giving away their personal belongings. I mean, even the evacuees are giving to each other. It's amazing. I've never seen anything like it. Donations, though, which retired Butte County Sheriff Floyd Kirk, who's living there in the lot in his SUV, says also has brought out some of the worst in people. There was looting last night on clothes. People were driving up and throwing them in their car and taking off. Uh, I stood there, as probably 15 people, and I stood there and watched them, but I wasn't going to tackle that. That's donated clothes, wouldn't be worth my life.
0: And you know, I just wanted to throw in, I know the folks... You know, who who dealt with, it, whether, you know, somewhat or were completely devastated by the Tubbs fire and, right you know, the, the North Bay, Napa right. area, part of Northern California. They know what these people are going through, and it's just been an extraordinary and horrible couple of years. Just amazing. Uh, if you know a rain dance or uh, you got a pipeline to God, can we get some rain, please?
3: And if you would also like to help one-on-one those affected by the fires, we do have links to a number of sites where you can make donations at armstrongandgetty.com. Switching gears, you got House Minority Leader Nancy Pelosi saying she is staying on as Speaker to protect the Affordable Care Act. No, Republicans no have
4: tried to disrupt that. They did it in their Trump care or I don't care bill that he had, and it was
1: defeated. So, watching the Sunday shows, it's pretty clear to me that the elder statesmen of the Democratic Party, their belief, and I think they're right, is that people want stuff to get done that affects their lives. And uh, so, your 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 senior leadership, interviewed on all the shows, they're all talking about, yeah, Nancy should be the speaker, I'm going to vote for, we need to, we can do investigations, but we need to focus on, you know, firming up Obamacare, blah, 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 that sort of stuff. The younger crowd is definitely of a different mind, though. They want to go all uh, investigating Trump and that sort of stuff. Howling for blood. Yeah, it's it's kind of interesting. The NBC poll that came out yesterday, only 41% approval for the Mueller probe continuing. Um,
0: Among all folks? Yeah,
1: yeah a larger okay. number of, of all Americans. Yeah, a larger number uh, wants it to end. So it's not... You know, it's not what most of America's hankering for. Oh, no.
0: No. I mean, even if you want in good conscience for it to be uh, thoroughly completed, wrapped up, released, we all take a look at it. uh, That you also might be saying, wrap it up. Well, the belief is. And you're not a tenth is interested in it. As the CNNs of the world. The belief is that the Republicans
1: paid a price for investigating Clinton the way they did and taking it as far as impeachment, Mm -hmm. and that it was not a good move. And I I think think that's undeniable. And I think the Elijah Cummings and the Nancy Pelosi's of the world believe that the same thing would happen to them if they go into nonstop Trump investigations. Mm. Um, We'll see. According to the Washington Examiner, it says the majority of of, uh, House Democrats want to a medicare for all bill whereas nancy pelosi doesn't she wants to fix obamacare uh they want the majority of her her members want a medicare for all they want a universal health care thing and so that's that's gonna be interesting battle to watch play out is it gone that far left or not
3: the late microsoft co-founder paul allen died on july 18th he left an estate worth billions of dollars Because he had no wife, children, or descendants, the matters of his estate are complicated to unravel. His last will and testament is now public. It was filed in the uh, King County Superior Court in Washington State, but it offers no details about the fate of the many ventures the billionaire philanthropist was involved in.
1: It's interesting when people do this. I mean, he's one of the richest people in the world, and, um, and, and he's one of those who thinks, you know, whatever happens to my money after I die, I don't care, but... I don't, I wouldn't really care either, but the last thing I do want to have happen is a bunch of lawyers get it. Right. That's the one thing I don't. If you give it all to, I don't know, pick anything, uh, the, uh, the SPCA or whatever. Home for retired clowns. Anything, <laughs> yeah, anything would be better than a whole bunch of lawyers getting it cause right. they, because they're
0: fighting over it. Especially when, you know, you pay a lawyer a certain amount, you go to a couple of meetings, they'll write it all up for you and you'll yeah. be good. Uh, yeah, that's astounding to me. And, and especially given. You know, the nature of Paul Allen, the man, I only met him once. It was, uh, God, it was in the middle of a driving rainstorm. His limo had broken down by the side of the road. There was a mudslide coming, and he had a flat tire. And I stopped because I saw a human in need. And I jacked it up and single-handedly changed that tire and probably saved his life. Now, he's not here to confirm that story,
1: but he's not here to refute it either. No, and
0: indeed, if, if, you know, the many lawyers would uh, carve me off a chunk, I won't uh, sue. All
3: righty, that's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm Strug and Getty Show. The conscience of the nation.
0: I mean, I... I oh, and that's right. He choked on a pretzel in the back of his limo and I gave him mouth to mouth, as I recall. Like yeah.
1: I said, I get the... Although be, like, or something. I get the being <laughs> it above it all. Um, I, I don't care about money. It's just it doesn't matter to me. Sure. But I do care
0: about a bunch of lawyers getting it. <laughs> that I care about. How co- Well, right. And the flip side of that is how do you not have the capacity to think, you know what, after I kick it, I can whatever move ten yards down the field to cure cancer, or teach all the illiterate kids in Mississippi to read, or a hundred different things. And you think, ah, I don't get that at all. Mm. But
1: I don't know. I'm never going to have to deal with it. I'm so not I a guess,
0: tech billionaire.
1: I guess having that plan in place
0: doesn't really matter. Well, if you fail the plan, you plan to fail, Jack. <laughs> so I have a plan for distributing my billions. <laughs>
1: Fantastic. 100-year uh, anniversary of the end of World War One was yesterday. That's why Trump was in Paris.
0: Controversy yeah. bounds, Jack. I got
1: There's some shock. WW1 info for you and a little Veterans Day stuff for you. A
0: WWTF.
1: What? I'm telling you coverage is insane Do you see putin shaking hands with everybody i really enjoyed watching the body language on right. trump and macron and angela merkel and all those did Just you see shook putin with, give
3: trump a thumbs up huh oh boy whatever yeah. you're not helping vlad yeah. you're not helping yeah.
1: <laughs> come on <laughs> <laughs> and putin knows exactly how that will be received in
0: america oh
1: yeah he knows precisely he knows what winked he's doing. at him
0: huh Winks nodded yeah huh are we good on the uh the thing you know the thing <laughs>
1: Fishing with Sam on uh, Friday, my uh, my eight year old, quite the successful fishing outing. it's is inaugural fishing uh, trip, right? Yes, yes, it very was very exciting. For a variety of reasons, including. Who knew there was a plug in boats? I didn't know that. Oh, boy, that's but, right. Um,
0: oh, I forgot. That <laughs> That unfortunate
1: chapter of your history. Yes, but we had we had quite the time. Um, and uh, more on the fires and where they are and how you can donate to help if you're feeling the need to do that. and You
0: probably are. And a most respectful Veterans Day to uh, all. All who have served and those who love them. I'll never forget the sacrifices of military families. More on that and uh, World War One and all that sort of stuff coming up. And the deranged coverage of Trump in Europe.
1: I haven't heard this yet. Just play it and then I'll explain what it is. Because I, I don't know what it's going to sound like here.
2: Okay,
1: I get it. So that's Tucker Carlson saying you better get the blank out of here. To a guy named, a guy called Juan Manuel Granados. And this was at a uh, restaurant type of situation, actually a country club. And uh, different stories as to what it went down. Ne- n- neither party is denying an altercation. Okay. But what precipitated, precip- what started it <clears throat> is in question. Um, Carlson said that Granado started the thing after calling his 19 year old daughter a whore and a C bomb at the bar. Whoa,
0: wait, who? He called Carlson's daughter. Daughter. A whore and a C bomb? Great, Scott. His 19 year old daughter.
1: Oh, my God. So then his grown son went over and
0: threw a drink in the guy's face. I, I would say that was measured. Right. If the guy actually did that, I
1: mean, there is such thing as fighting words. Right. Those are fighting words. Supreme Court doctrine. Those
0: are fighting words. I, I think I'd have punched the guy in the face. But, you know, I have a 19-year-old daughter, not a 19-year-old sister. Read on.
1: My daughter had never seen the man before. Uh, the guy said, Who, what are you doing over there with Tucker Carlson? She answered, that's my dad. He pointed to me. Um, uh, my daughter returned to the table. This is Tucker Carlson talking. My daughter returned to the table in tears. She soon left the table and the club. My son, who is also a student, went into the bar to confront the man. I followed. My son asked the man if he had called his sister a whore and a sea bomb. The man admitted he had and again again became, became profane. My son threw a glass of red wine in the man's face and told him to leave the bar, which he soon did. That's Tucker Carlson's view of the thing. Wow. Carlson said he reported the incident to management at the country club. Um, But guess who's involved now? Michael Avenatti is representing Stormy Daniels, lawyer is representing this Granados dude.
0: So this Granados dude is plainly fake and a, a, a fraud artist, because if you are tied in any way to Avenatti, that's what you are.
1: Sharply disputed the account. And an even longer statement posted, posted to the lawyer's Twitter feed on Sunday, Granados called Carlson's account complete fabrication containing many lies. This is going to be a serious problem for Tucker Carlson. I very much look forward to teaching him a lesson, Avenatti said in a statement.
0: Bet you, you don't,
1: creepy porn promoter. Well, he particularly hates Tucker because nobody was harder on Avenatti than Tucker Carlson. <laughs> right. So, so they, they hate each other. I mean, they actually hate each other. So, I'm thinking Avenatti feels like he's going to get, well, one, publicity, which he's really into. Two, he's going to get a chunk of money, either from the country club or Tucker Carlson, to make it end. At some point, he'll probably make a deal where Tucker Carlson will think, all right, right, $50,000 or whatever, and this is over, and I don't continue to pay lawyers and talk about this.
0: Well, I disagree, just because that's what a normal lawyer would do, because most lawyers are not really motivated by publicity, and Avenatti is a voracious publicity whore. And that's enough for him. I don't think there will be a settlement.
1: If I were Tucker, I wouldn't pay anything. No. I'd take this one clear to the end.
0: I would suspect very strongly that the country club wouldn't either. But, you know, it depends. They might. Their lawyers might say, all right, five grand, get. I don't know. But that's...
1: Those uh, are definitely... uh, Carlson, I read in the Washington Post version of the story, he said, I wanted to beat the guy with the chair. But my son got there first. So So he was not... uh, You know, making any claims to, I wouldn't, or I would never, or we should handle this differently or anything. Oh, yeah.
0: Somebody calls your daughter that, forget it, it's on. You know, I get and would admire somebody who would walk up to the guy and say, you're pathetic. You have no pride. I pity you. And walk out. That would be a very manly and and restrained thing to do. And smart, because a lot of people are baiting you in the modern world. Right. On the other hand, just asking, you know, just asking everybody, do you want to live in a world where a guy can call your daughter those sorts of things and send her off crying and you just have to take it or you whine to the authorities and they say, there's nothing we can do about that. And you just go home with your tail between your legs. I don't want to live in that world.
1: So I believe this happened in October. So he had this situation where a guy calls his daughter uh, those things in a bar. She leaves crying. Then a couple of weeks later, you have people surrounding your house beating on the door, mm-hmm. saying, we know where you sleep at night. That's a pretty um, uncomfortable uh, situation to be in. In your hometown. Yeah. That's, that's not a comfortable life right there. No, no, that is
0: not. Not cool. Is all. that the tone we want? No, I
1: don't think, I don't think most people
0: want it. No, I, the vast majority of people don't approve of that. Uh, What would you guess if you're going to put a number on it? Eighty-three percent. Boy, it's tough though. The five percent at each end they'll control a lot of the conversation. It might
1: be a higher percentage on each end if it's the other side. I think there's. I think there's. I I gotta believe there's double digits worth of uh, uh, people on the left who have no problem with that happening to Tucker Carlson. And if the same thing happened to who would be a good
0: reverse? Rachel Maddow. Yeah.
1: Okay. Same thing. I think there's double digits who would say, I don't care. She gets it. She deserves it,
2: which is troubling,
1: which is troubling. I mean, at least 10% would say, I'm
0: fine with me. Well, people are angry. They've been whipped up by the politics of the day. Ain't good. When you're angry, you make poor decisions. Of course, we
1: haven't seen it happen on the other side is the thing. No, not really. Not yet. And I'm not looking forward to when it does. And it will. Absolutely. It will. Everybody knows that's the direction it's going.
0: Left has got to get its house in order or things are going to get crazy.
1: Veterans Day officially was yesterday being honored today by the government. More on that coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.